0: Good morning. It is Monday, March 6, 2023, and this is DC Signal to Noise. Since we last talked, EPA approved year-round availability of E15. But hey, hold on. Slow down. Touch the brakes on this. Not until next year. NCBA <laughs> and USCA agreed on something, that imports of beef from Brazil should be halted. More Brazilian firms were cleared for export to China, That's to export corn to China, Another Sor- uh, Norfolk Southern train derailed in Ohio, and it is championship week for college basketball. Here we go. <laughs> Welcome to you all. Glad that you're with us. I'm AgriTalk host, Chip Flory. That is pro-former policy analyst, Jim Wiesmeyer. Good morning, Jim.
1: Good morning, Chip. We're raring to go. All
0: right. Uh, you know, uh, there's a lot of places that we could start here this morning, Jim, but uh, I'm just going to let you, you you pick it.
1: Where do we start? Well, and, uh, and think about what happened last week. Well, absolutely, Jeff. That's why I wanted to start with last week. Late Friday, USDA's FSI, uh, Food Safety Inspection Service, extended the uh, time-limited trial for six facilities under that uh, new uh, inspection system for yep. swine. So uh, they, they, they want to complete their study. So I think that's a good thing to give them uh, time. Uh, And MPPC put out a statement say, saying to such effect, uh, Last week, we, as you noted, we did have that train derailment, uh, another one in Ohio, Mm -hmm. but there was no hazardous materials on it, Chip. But some lawmakers said, well, prior to the most recent derailment, it did contain some, so they want to see if there's any residue, Chip. And we're going to find that out and more this Thursday in the Senate when uh, Norfolk Southern's uh, CEO, uh, Alan Shaw, will testify, so some fireworks can come from that here. Jim, yeah.
0: we t- we talk about how CEOs end up on Capitol Hill and under fire. This is going to be I I don't see any way that this is not going to be an all out, all out attack on this guy
1: uh from both parties. Right. Yeah. And Biden last Thursday backed that bipartisan Senate bill that would uh, so-called strengthen federal oversight of the freight, uh, freight rail system, Chip. So you're always going to see legislation after, after an accident like this.
0: Yeah. Yeah. OK. Um, not so much just last week, but last year. Let's go to this one, because the American Farm Bureau Federation put 2022 weather disasters at like $21 billion. Over, over, 20, over 21 yeah. billion. And they
1: did plus. a good report and, uh, you know, they go by state by crop and things like that. We put, you know, you can go to their internet site. You can go to the links on profarmer.com and that sets the parameter on a discussion uh, chip of 2022 disaster legislation. Now, what does what kind of impact
0: might this report have on the farm bill negotiations? Because there's more and more and you guys did a great job covering this in Pro Farmer last week. But there's more and more focus about uh on, on Title One of the farm bill getting rid of the need for the ad hoc disaster payments. How does how does this Farm Bureau report impact? farm bill negotiation
1: well i it'll it's fodder for it okay yeah. for for you know you know further discussion uh, detailed information from farm bureau but uh, you're not going to end all ad hoc disaster there's just the, the way the world's going you know forest fires etc but there is a brewing a battle uh, behind closed doors and up on the uh, hill uh, in the act committees. Uh, some Republicans on the Senate side want to tap some of the around $20 billion chip. That was part of uh, uh, authorized conservation funding yeah. in the IRA act. And then that's going to explode some things. So, you know, at first I thought conservation was taken care of, but uh, the, but, uh, both, uh, I think, both uh, the leading Republicans on the uh, House, G.T. Thompson and Bozeman on the Senate, they think all revenue streams should be at least reviewed to see uh, yeah. what can be used to improve Title I. Yeah. Yeah. Makes all the sense in
0: the world to me. I mean, when we talk about the FAR bill and the source of funding and, and so on. We talked with Bill Northey on Thursday last week on AgriTalk, and I hit him up on the conservation programs, the climate smart farming programs that USDA is facilitating with the funding from CCC. He had kind of a hard time connecting the dots behind uh, or between CCC funding and climate smart farming practice programs. Yeah, So it, there there needs to be some rethinking on how to pay for these programs.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I like an open debate, you know, yeah. I, I think it should be debated. So, and that was a hefty figure in the IRA, 20, around $20 billion, even in Washington, that's a chunk of change. Should, Darn change right. Change and what's uh, this, thir- uh, this Thursday, we're going to get president Biden's Biden's uh, I think rough outlines of his fiscal year, 2024, Budget that starts October 1. I think he'll be in Philadelphia, by the way, when he releases that. I, again, I don't know the details. However, I know he'll goad uh, uh, House Speaker Kevin McCarthy, Republican from California, to say, okay, uh, where's your budget? And yeah. you keep on saying, uh, relative to the debt limit high yeah. suspension, that Republicans in the House want to significantly cut spending. Uh, what are the details now? Farm state lawmakers privately, Chip, and you can imagine that makes sense. They're really worried about that, because if mm-hmm. you put hands off Social Security, Medicare, uh, other major entitlements, you got to whack other programs. And that's going to include agriculture. So uh, they're they're bracing. Those things won't happen, Chip, but it'll be a political albatross for, for, for Republicans Going into twenty twenty four elections,
0: how can they put out the budgets without knowing what the debt ceiling is going to be?
1: They just, I guess, they assume that that they'll 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 do it. Plus, you have still revenue coming in, Jeff. Yeah, it keeps coming in. So yeah. I just uh, yeah. eventually that'll that'll be taken care of. But this uh, debt limit is tying into a lot of different things and it's forcing <laughs> some hands here. So, uh, you know, uh, c- crop insurance would have to be cut if you're going to cut uh, uh, overall all programs uh, outside of the major entitlements. Uh, they're going to whack agriculture too. And that's not going to be that. They're going to have to hide behind some rocks, you know, meaning they meaning farm state lawmakers.
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh, As as long as we, oh, I want to stay on last week here for a second, but I'm going to change gears on you because this is something that we thought we were going to get last week and we did not get it. And that was the Supreme court decision on prop 12.
1: It's just linkers, you know. That's why I say I always hesitate ever reporting that it's uh, soon, you know, because yeah. when is that? I was told early March. Well, it's early March now, so yeah. let's 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 see. We don't have it yet, but it's right. still a critical critical decision. Notice well, it where it's more in Congress right now, but I don't care what Congress does. It's what the Supreme Court uh, Court does no later than probably. June, but June. Prop 12 should be, you know, could be coming out any day, Chip, and, and yep. we're, we're, we're going to see on, uh, you know, Prop 12, whether or not uh, the uh, Farm Bureau and the MPPC gets a victory here so California doesn't dictate the pork industry, uh, you know, guidelines. Yeah.
0: yeah, when I talked with Ethan Lane was it last week or even the week before he was Ethan Lane from NCBA. He was fully anticipating that it was going to be released within a couple of days at that time. Yeah. Um, And here we are. We're, we continue to wait for it. Uh, Let's stay on meat issues here for a second, because it's like I said, in the open, we've actually got national Cattlemen's beef association and the, and the U S Cattlemen's association agreeing on something. And that is that imports of beef from Brazil should be banned. Yeah. Uh, BSE case. They, it took them 35 days to report it, Jim. Yeah, 35 that, days. It's supposed not to be a 24-hour turnaround.
1: Yeah. Who do they think they are,
0: China? Yeah. We well, exactly. <laughs> I, I mean, this is crazy. They're not
1: being a good player. When it comes no to they aren't trade. and uh, but but there are guidelines in, in this area uh, if you're going to because we could be confronted with uh, with a situation you know mm-hmm. and we would want to follow OIE guidelines chip so Absolutely. this is called a dilemma this is called yep. a dilemma All right
0: uh I already see that uh, Melody and Gary have uh, have added some comments here if you would like to participate in the conversation have a topic that you would like Jim to address or or make a comment on something that Jim says, which you know most of us do sometimes. Uh, go ahead and hit it in the comment section and we will get to it. Uh Melody is looking forward to this weekend already, Jim. <laughs> yeah. And it's is wondering the, can we forward please, fall backward? <laughs> can we please leave our clocks on one setting? <laughs> Remember last
1: year we thought it was gonna be dealt with? Yep. Nope, it's too yep. controversial. Anything in a close Congress. That's sensitive, and this is a sensitive issue. Pros and cons. It isn't going to happen. Yeah. So it won't be changed.
0: Yep. Gary's got an interesting question. He says, "What is the threshold to be threshold to be considered a minority? Could he take a a twenty three and Me test, and if he finds a small amount of minority in his in his heritage, does that qualify for some of the equitable efforts at USDA?" I don't uh, know. I don't stat, know what the threshold is. It's
1: a stat. I don't know either. I yeah. thought he was going to say minority. Like, what's a, what? How do you term a minority in Congress is easier if you, if you don't control it. But I can see it's again sensitive issue. But uh, yeah. what what part? Yeah, that's
0: yeah. That's true. I, I don't know the answer to. it. I don't I, know it, either. I would think that the answer would be some be there someplace. But well, in
1: the not too distant future, Caucasians are going to be a minority race in this country.
0: Right. That's exactly right. Uh, we're still on the weekend stuff because Turkey is still working to get a deal done to with the UN, with Russia, with Ukraine to keep the grain moving out of uh, the Black Sea. Any? What's the development there?
1: Well, we have until what, March 18th? I'm a little jaded on this topic, uh, Chip, because yeah. uh, I know I'm from D.C., so we tend to be jaded. But uh, this is following the script almost bullet by bullet uh, in a different bullet. Uh, a fashion, a list of what happened the last time. Uh, Turkey yeah. come in saying, we really want this, working hard to do it. UN calls for it. Uh, Russia uh, releases statements from Putin saying he doesn't think this is fair to Russia, that we had all that the last time it was renewed. So we're just yeah. going to have to let it play out. Okay. Hey, what's
0: this about a refiner deciding to not go forward With a renewable diesel plant in Canada.
1: Yeah, I just saw it. I didn't put it in my morning report because I saw it too late. But Parkland Corporation, Chip, announced it will not build the renewable diesel plant near uh, Vancouver. Uh, And they cited, amongst the reasons why, Chip, the Inflation Reduction Act, because it unfairly favors uh, U.S., producers now remember right. the company signaled that expansion uh in May of 2022 and it looks like uh they were going to have a capacity of 6500 6, barrels per day so this thing will eventually get into that trade issue area between the US and Canada because the European Union also cited this in in EVs as well chip
0: okay uh China continues its planning meetings, and uh, they've come out with their new economic forecasts or targets for 2023, 5% GDP growth this year. That's the lowest in more than three decades. And it's funny. He says the, the, the coverage says that it'll be easier for the new economic team to meet these goals because the last economic team failed. <laughs> you fail, you're the last
1: team. Yeah. Yes. And they're learning from the Western world to understate what you think, because, you know, let's be honest logic. If you uh, are a little bearish in your projections, but they 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 are eventually a better. No one faults yes. you. But if you're more upbeat and you don't hit them, they'll hit you. Yeah. So I think they're learning from the Western world there of note chip defense spending is going to grow just a little over 7% this year from my records that's the this is the third consecutive year of increases in defense spending and that that hasn't happened for a decade and it's going to be about 225 billion still well under the us and it's much mm-hmm. higher than uh, what the 5.7% growth in public expenditure so they're they're clearly signaling their intent to the world that they're going to continue to boost up, uh, you know, their 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 uh, 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 military. They did talk about agriculture uh, mm-hmm. in there. That uh, they said they wanted to increase grain production by fifty million tons capacity. Right. So, right. Uh, they, and they're going to take uh, avenues to get there. Apparently.
0: Well, it, it, with with the with the land issues that you and Brian Grady, pro farmer editor Brian Grady talked about on page four of last week's newsletter, it's going to have to come through genetics. It's not going to come from expanded uh, arable land use in China or something like that.
1: Yeah, they're going to have to kick it into high gear, and they will.
0: And they will. By the way, it's not that often that I'm going to say, well done on an art on on a page in Pro Farmer. I mean, they're all well done, but to get me to say, hey, good one. Uh, that page four was a good
1: one, and that was written. We, we rewrote uh, an excellent uh, article that I first observed in Foreign Policy Magazine, Chip. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah, it was an eye opener, and I yeah. it's must it's must reading at both ends. Absolutely. Yes,
0: yes. it it certainly is. Okay, uh, we talked a little bit about Vilsack's travels coming up this week, so let's move on to it. Uh, he's going to be at the NFU meeting this week, and they put out the press release talking about, he's going to make some big announcements, but the big announcements I think have already been made, Jim.
1: Uh, they have, they're going to be add ons. Uh, yeah. And this is, you know, Vilsack is out, out in California today. Uh, Nancy Pelosi, by the way, was there uh, on Sunday. And I think she indicated Biden was going to speak to him. Now, I don't know whether in person or, uh, or, or on a, on a, on a teleconference, I would imagine a teleconference, but, uh, uh I found out that USDA is very close to releasing a Vilsack ordered report on concentration in the meat and seed company industries. Now, I don't know whether if it's going to be released this week, will he put that out later this week at the Commodity Classic in Orlando? Or will he do it to NFU? Because it fits both uh, 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 CONFABs.
0: Yeah, but... Since its own concentration, I I think it might be better received at the NFU than at Commodity Classic. I don't think it'll be ill-received anywhere.
1: No, it it will be. Uh, On AgriTalk Friday, I said, you know, Vilsack going to NFU event in California is like Trump speaking to CPAC. You know, that's their crowd. That's their crowd. Yep.
0: Which Trump did this weekend, by the way.
1: Yeah, he did. He did.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So, looked very familiar to me. Very familiar. Yeah, Uh, well,
1: that CPAC is now a Trump uh, group for sure. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Anything else about Commodity Classic?
1: No, but, uh, you yeah. know, they call USDA the Department of Announcements, and we're seeing yeah. it again, uh, both out in California, and will he have another surprise at Commodity Classic? We right. don't know, but uh, I always like when an Ag Secretary attends these major uh, uh, events, and, y- y- you know, you'll be there, right? It, yep. It's it's a time to, to uh, <laughs> you know, get to, again, resettle with a lot of uh, 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 industry people. Over the weekend, Chip, I didn't yep. put this in any list, and I didn't talk Talk about it today. Brazilian uh, contacts are telling me that Argentine bean crop is a lot lower than anyone yeah. realizes. So yeah. we're going to have to see.
0: There's some people uh, that, that make their business watching the size of the crop. Uh, that figured 30 million metric tons was the absolute worst case scenario with their management techniques, with their technology with everything that goes into growing that bean crop down there now, they just figured it couldn't be worse than 30 million tons. And they're now saying it's going to be worse than 30 million tons.
1: 26 to 30 is what I'm hearing. I yeah. didn't put that out. I have not put it out because I don't didn't have time to verify some of the ranges. But right. that's what I'm hearing.
0: Yeah. Right. Okay. If that's uh, the
1: case, that'll be a market factor for sure. And we had a- yeah, That's two- not factored in. Yeah, export sales announcements today, both corn, one to to Japan and one to unknown, which is probably China.
0: Yeah, there were rumors of it last week. And a little bit of uh, the Brazilian bean harvest was delayed just enough that China might have to buy, I don't know, two, three, four cargoes of U.S. beans to kind of bridge that gap. So. Uh, we should be watching for for those announcements this week as well. And did well. you see
1: the news? Tesla uh, reduced the prices again, second time, for two of their most expensive uh, EV models, Chip. And so that, increasingly, you're getting these EVs competitive to uh, the fossil fuel-based cars.
0: More and more people, and Mark Mills at the Fellows uh, Foundation uh, is, is continues to bring it up and, and make a deal about it more are starting to tap into the need for the rare earth metals in the battery production and more, more are in agreement. I'm not saying that it's a majority. I'm not saying it's a majority yet, but more are in agreement that the same people that are supporting EVs will lose their minds when they see what has to happen to get those metals out of the U S
1: well, there's been new findings of lithium both in India and where other places Iran. Uh, and, uh, there are some alternatives being discussed and uh, I'll put my money on Elon Musk. Uh, he'll, he'll oh. create some end to iron, more of the use of iron and things like that. So, uh, I, it, but let me just tell you a little incident. I went to okay. a Hyundai last week, uh, and you can't even get the car i want i own a 5r6 they're just not available that you can't get them uh so that's a problem too we i there is still logistics problems in the automobile industry from what i see
0: oh yeah oh oh yeah yeah there's no question about that uh the other thing that that i would mention is there seems to be and again this is from farm state lawmakers i wouldn't say that uh, the urban state lawmakers are getting on board with this. But there's more optimism around the Next Gen Fuels Act, Jim, that they're going to get something passed on that.
1: Uh I'd have to do some checking on that, but uh, yeah. th- there's a way you could see, you know, you've got the Senate right now with the uh, both tester and uh sign a Seinfeld <laughs> <laughs> Feinstein Feinstein out because of, right. Uh, shingles. Not
0: tester, not no. tester. No, I'm T- sorry.
1: Not tester. It's a, uh, from Pennsylvania, uh, the, the, uh, you know, Senator Fetterman, yeah, B- Fetterman, B- yeah. Uh, they're both out, so you've got an even Stephen, uh, Senate, so yep. there could be some deal makings there,
0: yeah, yep, no doubt, no doubt. OK, what else? Anything from Europe uh, that really caught well, your Well, first attention?
1: I want to put we've got the Fed chairman testifying oh, twice yes. this week in the House and the Senate. And increasingly, it looks like the know-it-alls in the private financial markets are coming to again discover that you don't fight the Fed. Uh, that it looks like the Fed recently has been more accurate than they are as far as a sticky inflation that's going to last longer, perhaps far longer than most people realize. So that means your interest rates are going to go higher for longer than what the market has built in. That's not good for the stock market, by the way.
0: Right. Okay. Um, One other one that I want to watch here, because this could be a change in attitude, and this is getting us back into the fossil fuel versus electricity conversation. Number one, there's reports about as they're mapping the ocean off the coast of California, as they're mapping the ocean floor, looking for the best place to put the wind turbines uh, out at sea, it, they've had a couple of whales, dead whales wash ashore. Uh, so I, I want to watch the developments on that. Also, also, uh, President Biden is nearing that decision on, geez, it's a... Development in Alaska in the in the Alaskan wilderness, a uh, crude oil development. If that could go forward or not, the, so there's a couple of key things on the on the energy front that we need to we need to watch this week too.
1: Yeah, and I think you'll have that decision, Chip, announced this week. It's what I've been told.
0: Oh, on the Alaskan wilderness yes. issue.
1: Okay, the 180,000 barrel a day Willow oil development in That's the it. Alaskan wilderness.
0: Yeah, it. it could yep. come
1: today, today, if sources are correct.
0: Well, you said that you hate to. Say, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but the
1: oil industry leaks even more than the ag industry. <laughs> <I> <laughs> literally,
0: literally. Literally. Yes. Literally. <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. Uh, The last thing that I've got on my list is former Fed Reserve Chair. Happy birthday, Mr. Greenspan, 97 years old today. Yeah,
1: I'm a young person now compared to him. You feel pretty good about yourself, don't you? I feel pretty good about myself, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Love it. All right, this (laughs) morning. I I did want to alert. There's an excellent story in Barron's Magazine titled, The Boom Time for Farmers Can Last, Who Will Reap the Rewards? So they get in more the industry uh, people, deer, echo, and under I- industry giants. But the article is very well done. So uh, try to, to search that story in Barron's. And if you okay. go through Google, sometimes you can you know, get it free, even though there's a paywall. The boom yeah. time for farmers can last, okay?
0: Okay. All right. Today on AgriTalk this morning, we're going to have a conversation with Machinery Pete, of course, and get this, Jim, Bob Elliott. I don't know Bob. Uh, the first time we talked is going to be on the air this morning. Huh. Uh, but Mr. Elliott is the CEO of Unlimited Funds. He's a co-founder of Unlimited Funds as well. Every now and then, I mean, it's remember our old friend Bob Kaufman, what he used to say, there are no new stories, just new editors. Yes. Uh, and <laughs> last week, last week, I saw Mr. Elliott on... Uh, Fox Business News during the during the noon hour, and he was talking about they've developed a a real time recession tracker, and how it's constantly looking at current data and looking forward rather than looking back, and it gives you a better idea of of, of the the real strength of the economy. I mean that. Kind of stuff intrigues me, so I got to get him on. We're going to talk about that, and plus, well, it's data yeah. analysis. Yeah, data absolutely. Analysis. Yeah, with the absolutely. Data so I'm I, I'm looking forward to that conversation with with Mr. Elliot this morning, and then you'll like this one this afternoon. We've got Chris Barron, AgView Solutions. Uh, it, it's it's decision time on crop insurance. Yeah, and Chris is going to step us through some of those. Uh, and he's some of one of the better
1: guys to do that. Darn Very right. Very astute, and Chip. Before we leave, yep. I, I'm done with my speaking campaign, at least from from late last year into through into early March. And uh, uh, a lot of you viewers and listeners really like our podcast, uh, and and we appreciate that. In fact, you've come up to me, given me ideas, etc. Yep. And I know we we aren't on every Monday, and there's always reasons why. But I'm. Yep. I, 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 We're going to take extra effort now from here. At least I'm going to be here. And there are some circumstances that we just can't have.
0: I'm taking one Monday (laughs) off this year,
1: next (laughs) week, and he's, well, at least I'll be here. (laughs) The producer one and me, well, I've been on the speaking circuit way too much. But for the next at least six weeks, I'm going to be right here in my home office because I'll be recuperating from a complex tear of a muscle. So that's hopefully I'll get uh, looked at tomorrow. So I may be hurting a little, but I'll be here. So and I know I've heard from you when you call up that podcast and it's not available. It's not a happy day for you. So (laughs) uh, we'll focus on it
0: outstanding good luck with that procedure tomorrow jim we need you back up and running as quick as you can be well actually i told
1: my doctor i look forward to being at home for six weeks and he laughed
0: yeah yeah no (laughs) doubt all right have a great week everybody keep watching for those signals